step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Audio Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real-time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid, Red Florence. It's going to be the funniest show ever because I'm all about the comedy and the money, money. baby. How much you can pay? And his partner, for Mecca City to Beef Community Centre, I've got stories that are going to blow your mind. Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft, a wrestling podcast, best wrestling podcast in the world, if you ask me. And this is a football free zone. I just want to. Uh, Remind everybody, this is a wrestling podcast. There'll be no talk about football on this episode at all. So you are in a football-free zone. Let's play the football-free zone music. Football-free. We're in a football-free zone. And Grado is in the room. Grado, how you doing? Don't mention football. How you doing, my man? Chappionis, chappionis. So how you doing, my man? You all right? Did you, how was it doing, George Square, at the weekend? <laughs> I'm going to get this all weekend, I swear to God. Uh, I'm looking for some fireworks. I've got some fireworks left if you want to buy some. Uh. What up, Paul? What up? Did you get your wallet out in the street and all that? That wasn't me. Because they were doing that, weren't they? The Rangers fans were getting their wallet out and all that. Uh, I don't know. know. First time my boys had his wallet out in fucking 10 years. (laughs) Uh, So you took for that weekend, that guy wallet, that guy's wallet. That's all I can think about. It's really all I can think about. Uh, I I want I was thinking am I going to bury or am I going to put over that guy's willy? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking I'm going to bury his willy. I think if you're that guy, if you're out there and you hear this, please get in touch. We'd like to bury your willy live on the show. Get him on the running. Get in touch with that. Come on the running and the scud, and we'll put over your willy. <laughs> I'll put Grado over your willy, and um, we'll see what happens. So, uh, so this is Wrestling Daft, Wrestling Podcast. Any, have you been watching any wrestling, or have you been just all football, football, football? No, I watched, so the AEW pay-per-view, I watched some of that. Didn't enjoy it, if I'm being honest with you. I didn't, see, the, the, the problem is, I, I woke up and I saw that bit at the end, the fucking, mm-hmm. the explosion. And I, I tried to watch, like, see, see, here's my problem, even before that wrestling match starts, right? See an exploding death match or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. It's not the same in a beautiful, nice arena with a nice crisp ring, all clean looking. If you want a death exploding fucking whatever match, should be in an old, fusty, smelly bastard hall. Do you know what I mean? Full of jakes, we need teeth. Well, there's an fuck. argument there, though, as well, like what you could. 
basically be saying there is that it's a kind of thing that happens in a I mean, a small time promotion than what AEW likes to present themselves as. I just don't understand how that happened, mate, because all you need is some stuff that gives out a lot of smoke, mm-hmm. really. And you could have rigged it up so that ring collapses, which, you know, is easy to do. We've seen the WWE do it. You know what I mean? You just rig it up so the ring collapses or something. You do something. I'm just, I'm baffled by it. I'm baffled by it. But the simple fact of the matter is they don't have the production that WWE has in, in these moments. You, you can tell, you know what I mean? You think they would double check that before it happens? I mean, they're trying to cover it up and make it look like, oh, Kenny Omega, he meant it, he doesn't know what he's doing. And, as I say, it, for me, I don't like watching any kind of matches in lovely big clean... Do you know what I mean? It needs to be, and the, the wrestlers need to be, look as if they need a wash. Like, it's too clean for me, man. It's just no. The other thing is, I just don't, I've got no interest in a match like that either. I've got no interest in, because it's always a lot of shite. It's like, the argument you have here, right, is this, right? You go, well, that explosion looked fake at the end, right? It looked rubbish. It was crap. It was embarrassing to look at. It made the guys in the ring look really bad. I mean, fundamentally, that was a problem, right? It made the guys in the ring look really bad. It made Especially Eddie Kingston, Kingston look really fucking silly, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, and there's a guy who's worked for years and years to build this persona for himself, and in one night, it looks ridiculous, right? But even if one of the matches go well, I've seen a few of these matches, right? The exploding death match matches and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And even in the ones where the explosion is good, you're still sitting there going, this is fucking daft, man. It's like it's not a real explosion. It's like just it's just some better fire fireworks going off. Really, it's just some better prop explosions going off. So it's like it's never something I've bought in anyway. You know what Aye. I mean? I'd much rather just see see somebody a guy a leathering which looks real, mm. and watch a guy kidding on he's getting blown up by something. It was, I mean, they him to them, but it was a graft watching that show. And literally, the, 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 what, everything's tag team and six man and multi man, and there's never just a, a straight up one in one match. And when it comes to one on one matches, it's shit that you're not interested in. Like the Matt Hardy and Adam Page stuff, just the winner gets the, the first quarters, Enlands, and all that. You, you, you know, I don't know, I couldn't invest in that. The, the, the six man ladder match, I feel as if that's they put that on every week. It's just. It's 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 uh, it's frustrating. Well, I well I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this because I no. it's, yeah I guess Listen. It's, it's difficult to do a wrestling show, right? And I'm just going to put this out to Tony Khan. Tony Khan listens to our show on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm I'm working for home, obviously, but I'd be happy to fling ideas in. You know, you talk to my agent, and I'll fling some ideas in about booking and stuff. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with the booking, but just some creative ideas I'd like to fling in. You know, and I. Uh, you're putting that proposal out to Tony. Tony, if you're listening, I am prepared to sign on the dotted line. I'm prepared to come to America and I will sing that fucking song ringside as loud as fucking possible every week. I will go, I will be the best wrestling kid on fan at ringside for Jericho's entrance. I could do that better than anybody else on that roster. You should I would be, be brilliant at that. You should you should be in AEW. I should be on creative. And I'll never get on creative in WWE. Now. I just kind of feel like I won't, I'm not going to get that shot. Um, I'm, I'm never going to move over there or anything like that. But I feel like Tony can, Tony can understands the thing about long distance, staying business long distance. And so I'm saying, Tony, 
I'm here. Gredo's here. He's ready to wrestle. Put that pint down, Gredo. He's ready to wrestle. Uh, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> and Tony can watching this and you're fucking down in a pint while I'm saying you're ready to go. <laughs> Gredo's ready to go. I'm ready to be creative. I think you've got a very, very talented roster there. Uh, you get fresh ideas. I just want to come in there and and just 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 you know put pitch some ideas in. Uh, let's say uh, see what the punters are saying. Let's see if anybody else wants to work for Tony Khan this week. Uh, Jamie says it's exactly a year ago since he got to take Liera to the wrestling. Who what, the, what does this mean? John. I think it's maybe probably somebody's daughter. His daughter? Yeah. Right. Okay. We need a wee bit more details for the okay. listeners than that, right? So you, you you have to do research and find out. Target wrestling Carlisle it was to see the post Panto season slimline Grado wrestling. Wow. I wonder if he's kept that slimline look during lockdown. <laughs> you kidding me on this year. No. Grado was a year ago, run about the new, he was very slim. And nobody liked it. Everybody said you're too thin. You just Bob said it. He's like, nah, it's just no you. And it's it's heartbreaking. I was at the lightest I've ever been in my life. I got down to something like thirteen stone twelve, and I'm too embarrassed to tell you what I weigh now. It's that bad. But it's why like, not just be like, we'll just be open about it. I'm, well, I'm, out, I'm out eighteen stone. <laughs> That, but listen, you're a wrestler. I know, man. I'm not, man. There's wrestlers out there, by the way, they know who are like, yeah, I am hanging I'm 12 stone two. And I'm like, you're fucking 12 stone two and you're a wrestler. You go and put my call center. I just thought it would be like, oh man, a couple of weeks after, no wrestling for a oh, I'll be glad I'll be break a couple of weekends after all wrestling. Cool. And then it's like next year and I've got fucking, I've got beards and all that and I'm fat as fuck and I'm, I'm always stinking and all that. You know what I mean? I'm always needing to clean my arse all the time and then just fucking deodorant doesn't last 12 hours now, it only lasts six. I feel as if my breath's always barking. Like I'm just a shell of I'm a shell of my former self. But Look at this you, fucking but, state of me. But did you feel happy when you were that light? I fucking loved it. Did you actually love it? Oh, I loved it, mate. I felt gorgeous. Felt gorgeous. Loved it. You'll be back. You'll be back there if you want to be there. I don't have one pair of pants that Disney have the gooch ripped to it, but I just, I'm too lazy. Anyway, like, let's move on. Right. Ian says he's still loving wrestling daft with Bobby the Brain Florence, Gradle Monsoon, and John Mongo McAnally. What? If you have any, I like Mongo McMichaels. Have you mm-hmm. listened to it yet? Why the fuck not? He says. And thanks to Daniel for pointing out that Matt Stryker now presents a reality show where the winner gets to have a baby with a girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why is this not being talked about? What? A baby with what girl? What is this reality? Yeah, yeah. He sent a clip of it. I'm, I'm going to see if I can find the clip of this reality show that Matt Striker now hosts. To get to have a baby with the girl. A baby with with a girl. Labor of Love reality series. Oh my god, that's the one. Right. Okay. I wonder Matt Striker. Just right. make a Matt Striker. Um. Just Metal anybody that doesn't know Matt Striker as well, we, you know, he's a commentator, isn't he? Well, there was two Matt Strikers. One of them had the unibrow that wrestled for Ring of Honor. He had the Y in his name, and he was a, an amazing wrestler. Matt Striker, I only met him once or twice. He was booked at What Culture as a commentator. He actually commentated me in El Ligero at Motherwell Civic Centre. It's mental to think that, mm. that, that, you know, What Culture would do that, would bring your commentators to fucking commentate That's... on a show in Motherwell. But that was a whole, that was a big money mark endeavour, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It was good fun while it lasted, mind you. Good fun while it lasted. Glory things. After the chat about encores at gigs, David Birch says his first time in the Barrowlands. 
uh, New Order didn't come out for an encore. Ten minutes, I get to fuck. Numerous objects being thrown at all the roadies. Best gig ever. Agreed. One million percent with John. They'll get Lighthouse family in the bin. Nah. Big, big Lighthouse family and John McNally angle building up here. We're building up towards a, a, a big payoff match uh, when Wrestling Daft can do shows live. Martin <laughs> Indoors adds to this. Enjoying Wrestling Daft's discussion of the weird kidology of gig encores where everybody knows the band are kidding on their way and it's just agreed we'll all go through the motions. Are there any other non-wrestling examples of kayfabe? Well, let me have a think about that. That's a good question. That's a good one. Um, Non-wrestling examples of kayfabe. Something like that, where they gig, where they go, right, the gig's done uh, really, that's... but they're kidding on, and everybody knows they're kidding on. Try and think. We should throw this out to the audience for next week. Aye, we need, we need that some... That could get... Aye. That... Some ideas there. We need some ideas. I mean, aye. I mean, we've done the whole soap styles and turning heel and turning face, and but that's a good one. If that, 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 I think our listeners would come up with good stuff. That's good stuff. That's good for next week. One of the biggest, of course, non wrestling examples of kayfabe there is is uh, Santa Claus. Yes, huh? Santa Claus. Well, um, tooth fairy, putting the, the particularly bunny. putting the the cookies and the carrot and all that out, the biscuits and the and the wee drink and the carrot out for Santa nah. at night. That's, that's, that's massively kayfabe done all that. Anyway, mere request for Gradle to sing wrestling themes. John says Gradle should sing Mark Henry's theme Sexual Chocolate in this week's show. Do you know the lyrics to that, Gradle? Oh. Okay. I'm just double-checking lyrics. Just having a check for the lyrics. See, like, see the, this is what I admire about Gradle. He's, he is a professional. Anybody that's worked with him will know this, whether it's a sitcom he does, whether it's a radio show he does or a panel he does. He's a professional. He brings um, great scrutiny to everything he does. Gradle. It's sexual, baby. Ooh. Right, I want to give it you all to you. Yeah, right on. I'm not here for you. So sexual, baby. Oh, sexual. I know. I know. And I'll tell you why, baby. Baby, it's time, you know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that, man. You don't even know the tune? I, I, I don't know. Is, is there any tune to it? I can't think. It's sexual, baby. Ah, and I want to get it on. And I, sexual chocolate. Is this right, Sexual, baby. Ah, and I want to get it on right for you. Right on. I know it's going to be good for you. And I'll tell you why, baby. Maybe it's time that you know my love is growing and I just can't pretend anymore because my love is showing. And I know when it's just you and I I'll show you and you won't deny. Sexual baby. That's me. Beautiful. Is that what you would sing to Stephen Gerrard? That was fucking shit. I'd rather do. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Um, two, three, six, mafia. Won't you? Boom, two, two, come. And you can't. Let's go look again. Why don't you get somebody to request that next week? Ah, all right. Um, after we post a clip of the Michael Jackson wrestler who's going to Somebody's going to get their arse kicked. Somebody's gonna get the wheels burst. Somebody's gonna get the arse kicked. Something like that. 
don't think he used the term arse. His finisher is the king of the pop elbow where he moonwalks before bouncing off the ropes. Then a Michael Jackson spin and dropping the elbow. We wanted rock star, pop star finishers. Bungholio, great name, said Super Manfred Man Punch. And Co Keen A Clutch. Oh, come on. Fucking terrible. Jamie this Ogden is says this is me. Oh. Nina Samoan Drop. What? Nina Samoan. Nina Simone, Nina Simone drop, Tombstone Roses and Tears for Spears. Very good. And Andy says, Gary Glitter's Shattered Dreams. I'm ready to walk out tonight. What the I'm fuck is that? Why have you put a Gary Glitter joke in this, John? What? Why have you put a Gary Glitter joke in the show notes? He gets a mention every week, doesn't he, really? He gets a mention every week, only for Grado, because Grado legitimately when I see him. If you want to get in touch with us about any of that, I'll just random wrestling related stuff. Get us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft, on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast, just Wrestling Daft on Facebook. Our email is please at wrestlingdaft at gmail.com. Every week we like to separate the good for the bad, the Alex Beresfords from the Piers Morgans. Uh, that was a work. Topical. Well, I was going to mention that earlier with the case. That was a work. There was and a work. And is, is he going to come back? Piers Morgan's going to come back at one he'll, point. He'll go to that new channel, that um, that mad new channel that's setting up. Uh, uh, Andrew Neil. Andrew Neil thing. Uh, all right, well. I, by the way, I had, I had, had an eye. Uh, right, so who would replace him? Right, they need a controversial guy. They're all talking about being Jeremy Clarkson, right? Mm-hmm. What about this? Fair left. Left field. What did you say? A left field thing? Imagine they brought back Jeremy Kyle. Oh, you know, nah, nah. I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. Who do you think will bring on? I don't know. I don't know. I, I want I Richard want. Medley. I don't know. I think it'll be somebody new or somebody we don't expect. Anyway, who? What are you burying? What are you putting over, Gredo? Oh, I don't know because I mean. I'm going to put well. If I'm going to put over anybody, it's got to be MGF. The guy's shit hot. He's brilliant. He's the he's the, the the only decent guy I think that I'm enjoying right now watching wrestling. I love it. Um, AEW. I said we said at the start of the show. I just kind of get into it. I just the 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 cinematic matches. Although I heard that one was actually pretty not too bad. The sting and aye. Well, you seem a bit underwhelmed, mate. I want to bury something this week, and yeah, that's I want to bury. I worry. I want to bury Peyton Royce. Um, I don't want to bury Peyton Royce herself, uh, the wrestler, but I want to bury the promo that she did. She did a promo on. Um, oh, sorry. She did a promo, and I don't know if it was like talking smack or raw talk or whatever. It is one of these post-show. Um, talk things and she did a promo about like being ignored and you know when is she going to get her shot and all that kind of stuff and but basically who I'm burying here is the, the that creative approach um, that you see too often now obviously Daniel Bryan has had these kind of promos in the past uh, and even uh, The Miz had a great one in the past on these talking smack things and stuff where it's like it's like they're shooting all of a sudden, and all of that. As if they're on the, as if they're on like, the panel at the football. I hate that. But I'm just tired, I. But I'm just tired mm. of, see this promo where people are saying, I'm being overlooked, I'm being kept doing, I'm not getting the shot that I deserve. Play I'm like, me. think up some fucking new ideas. Like, mm. see, see when you go back, I'm going back again. I'm going back to when Dusty Rhodes was 
fighting Ric Flair or when, you know, back in the olden times, right? Mm -hmm. um, you didn't have guys going, I'm being looked over by the company. I've got so much potential that they're not seeing. You imagine these fucking grown men saying things like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Can you imagine? Can you imagine it? Can you imagine these these grown men? You imagine like mm -hmm. Tully Blanchard standing there and going, "I'm being overlooked, and my potential has not has not been allowed to blossom." Um, they were just wanting back. to kick guys' asses. They were wanting to fight. They were wanting to win titles. They hated people. They wanted they wanted to fucking sort people out. I hate this new thing where it's like. Well, I'm really unhappy with my employer for not giving me the opportunities that uh, the other people are getting. Like, fuck off. You're bang right there, by the way. Enough of that fucking story. That is great. You're right. Again, right, so I went to Buddy. Um, for me, the whole AEW Christian Cage debut, I felt that done absolutely nothing for anybody. I felt it buried the big show because the big show's putting his neck in the line, giving it, this is going to be a Hall of Famer. A Hall of Famer. Now, when it's AEW and they, you know they've got cash to splash, that is going to invoke all the people on Twitter. Is it Kurt Angle? Is it CM Punk? Could it be Lesnar? And I think it buried the two of them coming out, Christian Cage coming out. It's a good get, but I'll tell you what, it's not as good a get as what the big show was. I did it the other way about and I went Christian coming in and saying, here, I'll tell you what, somebody's coming in the hangway and then the big show coming out. Mm. I'd rather see the big show in an AEW ring with a brand new spankery, a leotard, a brand new tune, but is it no taking kind some of the, names. Is it no kind of thing that Christian can still go much more than big show can? Well, that's the thing I know. I mean, out, the outworker, who can outwork me? That's a bit like your Peyton Royce push. You're right, mate. I cannot be outworked. Let I will not be outworked. Fuck off. I know, when fuck off. He's going to beat you. Listen, I, I am the, I am the, I am enough. I'm a worker. Listen, let me tell you something, right? You know who the best get for AEW would have been if they were talking about bringing in some kind of legend, right? Or whatever. The one that would really make me excited, Kevin Nash. Genuinely, Kevin Nash. And I'll tell you why. Because see, see the kind of, the way things are at AEW, how often they lean on comedy bits and stuff like that, right? And how often they, they lean on the kind of backstage kind of fun bits and how it's kind of tongue-in-cheek in places and it's that wee wink to the audience. Nobody's better at that than fucking big sexy Kevin Nash. Who was it he done it way on TNA? Was it Saban? Aye. Or was it Alex Shelley or whatever? No. The partner was brilliant, wasn't it? Aye. You need, I mean, just imagine big Kev there you could you could give him anything. Imagine him just imagining him interacting with all of them with, with, with MJF and Jericho and all mm -hmm. that. You know what I mean? It would be dynamite. It would be and dynamite. Got, and and they're right into all this part of the carnies and all that, right? He would fit right in with all that. Aye. You know, talking about money and fucking He would he would be brilliant. Thrive on that, wouldn't he? You're he right. Be, he would be brilliant in that. And the the, the thing is we with him, he just still he's just this big guy you still imagine could really just, you know, mm -hmm. put you right in the dish. Aye. Like sort of right. He just looks like a tough, legit big guy. You know, he's a good guy. He's a good mm -hmm. guy, Kevin Nash as well. Um, I, you know, I, I would love to see it, Kevin Nash it, slotting it, in there. The, the, the whole Christian Cage debut just to me pure reeked a TNA, didn't it? It just felt it was just and but hey, but I'll tell you what, shout out to Dev Grimison who always made me laugh when he would talk about how 
folk in the cat house would come up and go, can you play Christian Cage's TNA theme for aye, me? Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought about, because he had, he had his TNA. Well, AEW needs to be careful, because I think in the last couple of months, the last few months, they've looked more small time than they've they've looked since the start. I was loving it. But they're in serious danger of losing their cool factor. There's something mm-hmm. they had a cool factor about them, and they're in danger of losing it. Just, just a, a, a few screw ups that have happened, and things that haven't paid off very well, and you know, a few signings that haven't excited their audience, like the audience that kind of got them started with all in and all that kind of stuff. You know, they just need to be careful. I think. They Rab, there's careful. too many folk there, man. It's like that tag team gauntlet push. It's like how many factions is there? You can't keep up with. It. You really can't. Well, let me tell you something, right? Here's another thing. This is why I'm excited about um, NWA's, what do they call it? I'm calling it again. Uh, I saw that. Back. Back for more. Back for good. No, back for good. Let's take that. It's NWA. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to Google it one sec. NWA. We'll see. One sec. NWA. Back for the attack. (laughs) Back. Back for the attack, it is right. NWA back for the attack. No, everybody's been saying. Sounds like oh, a PBW show. This is this is great. The NWA PBW back for the attack. Evan Magnum. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. They're saying right. The NWA are back for the attack, right? But people are going, but they don't have anybody on their roster. They're like, they've got a fucking tiny roster. Well, let me tell you something. I would fucking kill for a company with a tiny roster. Than Give me a company with a small roster. Yeah. Because the WWE has got about a fucking thousand people in it. Yeah. Right? A thousand fucking people in it. 990 of they people are exactly the fucking same as each other. Right? AEW now has fucking hundreds of people as well in it. Even Impact is bringing on a lot of people. Bringing on a... NWA, stay muscular, stay interesting, discover some new stuff. We roster will be fine. Let's see what the puns are. My man. Love him, man. Who's your man? You. My oh, man, you know how he's, you know how he spit it good, bro. You know how right. he spit it good. I know. Toby wants to put over the tag battle royale on Revolution. Everybody get a chance to shine. It shows how many awesome teams they have in AEW. <laughs> the exact opposite of what Grado's been saying. Totally disagree. And he wants to bury people expecting a wrestler to be exploded at the end of a gimmick match. Aye, the pyro at the end was bad, but the match was a belter. No. I want to see blood and guts, Toby. I'm sorry, mate. Well, listen. It doesn't matter how good that match was. That match is not a joke. That's just the way. I, that's just the way I look at that. It's a shame. It's a what was it? Bubba Ray tweeted, "They'll only ever remember the finish." Uh, well, there it is. I mean, I don't know if that's true. I don't think that's fair. But when you when the finish is like that, that's all anybody's ever going to remember. Ben wants to put over Sheamus and Drew working together, and Christian signing for AEW, and he wants to bury the explosion, which made Eddie Kingston look like a fanny. Rico wants to put a Christine Cage. You're 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 way out of line with the listeners here, Grado. I'm no running, but. Rico says Christine smashes it out of the park every time he gets an opportunity and doesn't he ever suffer being overhyped. Potential meetings with MJF, Kenny Omega, Ricky Stark, Brian Cage, Hangman Page, Dark Autumn, the likes, it's exciting. No, hey, Rico. Listen, no, it's not that, listen, that, that you're getting the wrong end of the stick if you think it's a bad idea that he's in AEW. It's not that, it's just when, when you G the guy up as a Hall of Famer, man, he's no... He's not kicked a ball in a couple of years. Do you know what I mean? He literally, I mean, fair play. He, uh, he he got that payday at the Royal Rumble. He came back there, got the pop. That that, that looks cool. That looks cool. I don't know. He, he will be great. He is a great wrestler. He's a great worker, right? Um, but I cool man. Sorry, it's it uh, doesn't it excite is you. It is. It's not exciting you. 
And uh, Rico, again, is burying the obvious one, the end of that Moxley Omega match. I'm not sure anybody thought Moxley and Eddie Kingston would actually be blown to smithereens, but there's no escaping the fact that Sparkles got enough at the end was a bit underwhelming. AEW will move past it, though. Shit happens. Let's all move on. Watch more wrestling. Andrew says, everybody else is probably burying it too. But, but, can, but, but hold on, sir, can, you, can you imagine WWE done it and it would done that? Everybody would be going, oh, I'm fucking buying it. I'm never watching it again. It's one lot of shite. Aye, exactly. But, but uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. Everybody else is probably burying it too, but that ending to such a hyped up match was Bowfin, says Andrew. Uh, the entire AEW pay-per-view was awful. Cinematic match was good, but move on, you've got crew. And he wants to put our bully Ray's tweet and Big Vince, the only thing they remember is the finish, just like Grado says. Daniel's putting out Moxley and Kingston's promo trying to explain away the end in a revolution. Did you see that? Was this last night when I was sitting drinking? Yeah. I can't go that either, I'm sorry. Didn't work for I me? I can't either. go that either. Honestly, I mean, I love Eddie Kingston and all that, but I can't go... See the problem I, when I watch AEW backstage promos and all that? I've got, a, I've totally got a cheek. I definitely have, because I look back at some of my stuff and I go... Calm down, but it's the overacting it all. It's the having the yeah, kind of that walking about and going, oh, hello. Ken, it's never, it feels if there's nobody there to go, sit still, sit still. And st you know, all these wee feet, even when you watch in ring promos, we, we, the, the best two guys for in ring promos are the, what do you call them, the LAX, because they stun there. Mm. But you watch everybody else and you go, hey. Ken, they, they go, and nobody can see me doing this because of podcast, but yeah. look, look, look at the react, look at the, the overacting in the background. Everybody's trying to get themselves over in a fucking backstage promo when they're not talking. It's like stand still. It's do you know what it reminds me? It reminds me of folk on the X Factor. And at the end, ah, and that's sure that same difference. And if you want same difference, phone oh eight double eight, and they're suddenly going out with the phone. <laughs> call, vote for me, vote for me. Yeah. Give us a call. That's exactly what that is. Nobody's yeah, there to tell them to chill out. Do you think, you know, like, looking back at it now, you know, you've went into acting two doors down, Scott Squad and all that. Do you think if you go back, you would change stuff? Oh, 100%. I learned so much about acting when... Because I've told you, when, when I done River City, I thought it was, oh, I'm loud. I'm, I'm going to be brilliant in River City. Lines? Fuck me. I was brilliant. And, the, the you know, the nativity play back in the day, I've got this... No bother, and you know, you read the line, and I've, I say this all the time, you know, say the line's hi, darling, you might fa you fancy watching a rom-com tonight, you know, instead of going, you fancy watching a rom-com tonight, I was, how you telling, you fancy a rom-com tonight, hen? Can, fucking, I'd love to be able to go back and change that, it was, it was, Johnny Watson, it was like, just take it down a notch, just take it down a notch, <laughs> and it, you know what I mean? You can't ask yourself, Rob. You're a good actor, but you know what I mean? Everything's just play it real. It's no acting. Hiya! Do you know? And I cringe when I go back and look at some of this. Although there's a place for that. There's a place for that, I know. There is a place for that. But no, and a promo, and just everything's Ken when they're fucking neck, all that. I want to talk a wee bit about this Eddie Kingston and John Moxley promo that they did that a lot of AEW fans are saying they saved it. They saved it, they saved it. I mean, no, they didn't save it. I don't know what that promo was. The two of them were kind of drunk and hang me, right. like, you know, acting cool and that, like sitting there, hitting out with their stuff. The fucking promo that we should have seen after that. Now, Eddie Kingston was telling the story in this promo where he was kind of drunk with John Moxley, that what had happened was he went and he saved John Moxley, laying topium, and he blacked out. 
because of the stuff that had went on in his past. It took him back there and he blacked out. The anxiety's all pulled in and he blanked out, right? He blacked out. PTSD. No, that's fine, right? I like that. But it's the way they performed it and put it over. Eddie Kingston should have been like, I blacked out, call me a coward if you want and all that, but you don't know, you haven't lived my life and all that kind of right. stuff, right? I shot Eddie myself. Kingston should have been fucking raging. Eddie Kingston should have been like, the world is laughing at me. That's what that promo should have been mm-hmm. about. It shouldn't have been him being like, I'm fine with the fact everybody thinks I look like an idiot. And I think, why should fucking Eddie Kingston, with everything we know about Eddie Kingston, be happy with the fact that everybody is fucking laughing at him? He should have been on their own fire. He should have been marching in looking for Kenny Omega. He should have been looking for fucking whoever set up the pyro. He should have been looking for him. He says, you made me look like a fucking idiot. He should have been on rampage on that episode. And instead, he's sitting with his mate having a drink, Mm -hmm. going like a black toot. So if call me a coward if you want, like he doesn't care. I don't believe fucking Eddie Kingston doesn't care. I I don't get what that was. Well, give me a fortnight. I become, I become, I become man. <laughs> <laughs> kidding on, I'm kidding on. I'm totally kidding on. <laughs> uh, Neil wants to put all the women's title match on Revolution. By the way, I'm legit scared of Eddie Kingston. He's one of the only people that uh, I was really... Listen, the only reason, and by the way... Tag me and he'll boot my fucking boys. Listen, and by the way, if, if you know... I'll, just bring, a, I'll just bring a bag of bangers if he starts on me. <laughs> the bangers used to get his away. <laughs> get what I mean? The only reason I'm saying this about Eddie Kingston as well is because, yeah, Eddie Kingston's great. I think Eddie Kingston is great. He's a great promo. He's great in the ring. I love his look. I love everything about Eddie Kingston. But just, you know, it just fucking annoyed me. I was like, AEW should have just went, let's pull the trigger on Eddie Kingston. Let's let him loose like a rocket in this company now after this. Because that's how you come back. That's how you come back for somebody looking daft is the next night you make him look like a fucking badass. That's, That's it. You should have gave him that. He deserved that. He fucking deserved it after what happened. And that's why this guy sitting across from me has got six series on Netflix as a writer. This guy knows. Listen, Tony, you get get in touch. Um, So Neil wants to put all the women's title match in Revolution. No really watch Japanese wrestling, but if that's an example, I'll need to start. You will. Don't want to bury anything as everybody else has covered the obvious. Instead, want to ask why why do AEW seem to struggle to do a good pay-per-view and what do they need to change? As good as the long-term storytelling is, they seem really bad at finishing them. I'm struggling to remember many of the storylines that have had a satisfying conclusion. Is that just a pitfall of long-term stories that it's hard to find a natural end that makes sense? It's hmm. a very good question. That's a very good point. No, I think AEW need a bit of a free pass here in terms of like the long-running storylines and all that kind of stuff. Because obviously they had like they had a bit of a death in the family situation and stuff, which must have rocked them all and would have changed the trajectory of stuff. Not so we need to get after them there. But I do agree the pay-per-view is. See, I, do you not feel that their pay-per-views have lost a bit of sparkle ever since the focus has kind of moved off of Cody? Wow, you just take the words right with my mouth. It's like, it's a bit like, do you think it's a bit like how, I mean, when I think back to the start of AEW, it's like the tag belt should have been on the Young Bucks right away because they were like, they were... What's that word I'm looking for? Over. They were, aye, they were over, they were legit, they were a tag They were team. over and they were orig- originators of the right. thing. They were so, like right there on the ground for Lariat, So, but it, all, but it also feels that like they were like, we can't put the tag titles on us because mm. we're booking it. We don't, right? And it's kind of the same with Cody where he's like, I'll just throw myself in a six man. I'll just aye. wrestle the strobs. Just, and it's like, no, we want you in there. You know, we want you because 
Do you get what I mean? I do get what you mean. Like, well, it's not the problem with AEW. It's, it's basically the lunatics are on the asylum to an extent where there's no one backstage, apart from Tony Khan, running the creative. There's like no one out with the wrestlers running the mm. creative. But then you must have your, like, say, your Arn Anderson's on it backstage going, fuck me, look at that shit. Check that out. You know what I mean? Because they've got experience there. Mm. You know what I mean? I always, I tell you what, I, I was when I was watching that bit last night, right, where the inner circle were going to turn on Jericho, and Jericho man was brilliant. He was like that. You felt well, sorry for him. Always brilliant. He's right. Always brilliant. He, he's always brilliant. Right. It don't get me wrong. I was like, I fucking seen a lot of me when he was blowing out his ass in that first match the other night. I'm going, oh, check Jericho man, brilliant. Right. However. There was a bit where the, uh, the inner circle turned on him in his face and you're going, I feel sorry for Jericho here. Yeah. And I, at that point I'm going, wow, fucking get that. Turn him face. They, and, and I know he's, the, I know, I know he's a, a great heel. I know he is, but there's something there in that, I know. Because he's hilarious. See the, see the start <laughs> before the match the other night, in the, the pay-per-view match, I can't remember what he was doing. I think he took the tag belts off and he's going, and he had his big smile and it was dead, dead funny. It was dead, dead funny. I don't know, there was just a wee, I don't know, maybe I'm talking shit, Rab, but there was just a wee minute, a wee part of me where I thought this could be good if they date him in a circle. And Jericho is out there and then he gets a a, 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 a baby face, it's something coming, and the two of them take on the inner circle and I thought that would be brilliant. Aye. Yeah, it didn't happen. And then it became two heel factions fighting one another and you're like, Aye. well, what? what? Two heel factions, do you know what I mean? What's, who am I cheering here? Dream Queen 28, I feel bad now, say, wants to put all the Drew and Sheamus match in Raw. That was a main event worth their resume and wants to put her Peyton Royce's promo on Raw Talk. Um, what do you make that um, thing with? What do you call him? Social boy, I told you so. Social boy, I told you so. And uh, Randy Orton. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's happening now. I don't know why Randy Orton's getting I don't know. I know. I don't know what's going on. Maybe Randy Orton's seen some of this bad bunny buzz and he's like, I want a rapper to fight as well. Mm. Collecting them like Pokemon. Pop artists. <laughs> Collecting pop artists like Pokemon. Um, someday Roman Reigns should call out Ariana Grande. <laughs> <laughs> Just out of the blue. Aye. Um, Dream Queen 28 wants to... Dream Queen 28 wants to bury... Seth Rollins calling out the Weller, man. <laughs> Queen 28 wants to bury the segment between Shane and Braun on Raw. Shane's promo confused me a little bit. I feel like they don't know what to do with Braun Strowman, do they? And Braun Shiller wants to put on last week's show. Shout out to Toll. That story had me greeting. The road story set me off again. Joey Janela versus Ricky Shane Page. Smackdown, Dynamite and NXT entertained me in the past week. Bury. I'll let everybody else do the burying. John wants to put over Christian at AEW. Guy's still got matches left in him. Gredo doesn't know what he's talking about. Also, and Sheamus. <laughs> Guys knock fuck out each other. That's what pals can do. When pals get in the ring, you always see Gredo and uh, Sha when they're in the ring, by the way. It is strong style. Uh, and he wants to bury Rab saying red hot chili peppers are overrated. Shocking. But the new stuff is not the best, to be honest. The new stuff he means everything after the first album. Kev wants to put over Sheamus. He looked really good since coming back. And he wants to bury Miro. Oh, He's a good wrestler, but his gimmick isn't packaged as a Bulgarian brute might not have been his choice, but it worked. Tell you what, he looked good, but did you see the match with Chuck Taylor and that? No, I didn't see it. Right, oh, come on, man, I get I mean, I hate doing this, because it's like... He was like, dressed up as Zangief from Street Fighter, wasn't he? 
Right, I, I know that's all you I know that's all your game on that computer. I know he's into his Twitch and fucking Mortal Kombat and all that push, right? But there was legit rab he looked fucking brilliant in that match all night. I'm you need you, I know you love him, so you would like he was just battering the two of them. But what 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 frustrates me and I get I hate doing this, but like so you've got this grudge thing with, with, with Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy and there's been he's made he's what he's I mean I've not been following it but I'm mad it's been going on for pretty well it's a pretty big grudge in it and I just find a day like see the, the tapping Cassidy done the, the kick in the shins kind of slow motion kicks to the shins and, the, and I'm like mate drop that for one night and I know you've got to do your best bits and stuff like that but it's like any time we're in ICW obviously I've done my, my comedy stuff but if there's somebody that's been battering me for the past three months I'm not going to go in there and start tickling his oaksters at the test of strength, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not yeah, doing yeah. that during that mm. match. Just like drop that for one night, and I just, do you know what I mean? Sorry, I'm going dead Jim Cornette here, but oh, it's no, like, no, 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 it was frustrating. That's what we want because he was murdering them, and I'm going. All he needs to do is murder them, and they get one big comeback, and it'd be fucking superb. There's no need to put the gaga in there. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Um, Mick wants to bury speculation of two Hall of Fames this year. Is smelling, no fans. <laughs> Nobody really cares about the Hall of Fame either. Too long, too many people. He wants to put everybody calling Soldier Boy a minge. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? And Who's Andy says, Andy, and I love this one. This has been the best one we've ever had. Andy says, I'd like to bury all the nasty heels and put over all the friendly baby faces, please. No, listener of the week. Could that be Andy? Red listener White? of the week. Is That's listener of the week. It's listener of the week. Let's listen to the week. It's the part of the show where we invite you, the listeners, to do a run-in. Ask Grado where he was on Sunday the 8th of March, uh, George Square, or ask me what is my favourite Resident Evil game, Resident Evil 4. This week we welcome the one and only, Eddie, the only Eddie that matters in the wrestling business, not Eddie Kingston, not Eddie Guerrero, not a what other Eddie's are there? Eddie Guerrero. I've already said Guerrero. Eddie 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 Edwards. And now we have Eddie McKenna. Eddie McKenna is here. How you doing, Eddie? Where are you? I'm doing fine. I'm in Addington and I've been stuck in this bloody room for twelve months, so it's great to see other faces. But we can't see your face, Eddie. We can only see a a picture of the new of you. We are is that your dog? Selfie with my Doug. Hold on. That's a lovely Doug. What's the name of your Doug? Harvey. Harvey the Doug. Harvey the Doug. After the phone guy. No, there's a story about that grey though, right? So we, we worked long and hard to give him a non-controversial name, right? So we worked through <laughs> The week after we named him, the whole Harvey fucking Weinstein thing happened. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. But I love the way you've went, you've said, um, I love the way you've went. When you're thinking about what you're calling a dog, we need to make this non-controversial. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean, that's what you're... <laughs> One week later, fucking Harvey Weinstein, bit of a scandal, me too. Fuck, that was... Oh, no, you need to shout thing. it in the street, that's the thing, and it? it needs to be a name that you can easily shout in the street without feeling yeah. like you've done Absolutely. something wrong. Well, I mean, we could have called him Harvey Weinstein, so it could have been bloody worse. So <laughs> Wait, um, tell us your story because you, you, have you really have you been shielding? Have you? 
Uh, we look after it. So just to just to put something, I'm old, right? So I'm fifty, right? So that's no old, mate. That's no old. I'm there. I'm there in like six years' time. That's no old. Oh well, good, good, good. You've got lots to look forward to. To that, it's great being fifty. Uh, uh, yeah. Hitting 52 weeks ago in lockdown, spot on, great. Diesel. You can't even drink yourself into oblivion. You forget you're 50, no, but no. we'll get there. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I, I get I get sent home in March because we look after my mother-in-law and she's high risk category. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so we were sent early before lockdown, and I've been in the house ever since. Uh, oh, the occasional know. trip to the, the 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 occasional trip to the supermarket. Oh, that's we, we live for them. We live for the supermarket. Oh, that's trips. it, isn't it now? That's the world is my co-op now, really. It's, <laughs> You're right, but it's nice grapes and all that tins of tomatoes. There's all sorts of things to see in there. There's oh, bananas. We've worked through every every kind of version of frozen lasagna. We've worked through. It's great. <laughs> Have you seen how many different flavors of Oreos are on there? No. You can Oreos. get a bit, well in the co in my co you can get like three different flavors of Oreo biscuits. Right. I know. I'm not too keen on Oreos. I like an Oreo, but I like a classic Oreo. I must admit, Melanie and Nels. How have any of uh, are any of in particular the kind of like if you've got OCD with, with some facts, right? I, I read something tonight, right, and it's kind of it's kind of wound me up, and I kind of get it at the back of my head. But apparently, McVitie's come out, right, and said that the chocolate part of the digestive biscuit isn't the top; it's the bottom of the biscuit, and it's it's been messing with my head ever since I've read it. Do you get Do you get what I mean? Right, what really? Mm-hmm. Oh, don't you be you be talking about? Dude, I, wonder if, I wonder if they're saying that because when they manufacture it, right? I wonder if the biscuits are drapped onto chocolate. I wonder if they're drapped onto chocolate and then lifted. They will be. You're drapped right. and then lifted. Yep. I wonder if that is. Right. So they're going. If you were to eat a biscuit like that, if you were to eat it upside down, you just get chocolate all over your fingers. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Well, because how do you hold your biscuit? You hold it like that anyway, Same so there's finger like one it. finger on either side. So. Aye, but do you know what, well, be you not put your kind of thumb in the middle of the kind of biscuit to balance it? Do you know what I mean? And you have your finger on the edge of the chocolate. Mate, the biscuit isn't in my horn long enough to even um, fucking notice what fingers it's in. It's on the finger, then it's in the mouth. Mm. Yeah, I don't chocolate eat digestive. Do you nah, eat chocolate at all? Uh, me? Oh, I, I don't eat digestive biscuits, though, because you don't know why they're called digestives, don't you? What, they fuck with your belly? Ah, oh, they're, they're laxatives. Are, are they, they really? Yeah, oh. they, they're supposed to help you. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's funny, it's funny, I know I always like to give you update my IBS scenario, but obviously with IBS, the, 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 the symptoms for me are always gone all the time. However, this week I was constipated for three days. <laughs> And it's really? n- it's never been a side of it's never been a side effect. It's ever has it been better? It, what is it? Well, is it getting better? Put it that right. This is this <laughs> God on the truth. What happened to me the other day? But it was getting sorry. And Eddie, this is this is vulgar. No, um, um, but I was squeezing the other morning that hard. <laughs> the blood started streaming through my nose. <laughs> I'm not joking, mate. I'm not joking. I mean, it was, I was going, and, it, and my nose just went flat and I started bleeding. I thought, Fuck. have you ever, um, have you ever squeezed that hard? You feel like you're going to faint? Yep. Can see stars and all that. You start spinning oh, and all that. I've been there. I've, I've got diverticulitis, right? So I, the only one bloody thing in the world I've got in common with Brock Lesnar. Aye, where are you going? Aye, where are you going? Brock Lesnar, hang aye. Uh, sorry? 
I was going to say that's the Brock Lesnar thing. Oh, Brock Lesnar was like, thing. He, he was really up. bad with it, right? I was here to get a part of his bill removed, so that's actually I've, I've lost a lot of weight. I, I could take in a watch while I was eating and stuff like that because I, I don't want to get anywhere near a hospital and get half my bill removed. But all the things they have in common with them, that's it. So that's, that's my claim to fame. How have you been losing your weight, Eddie? Particularly uh, during lockdown, have you just been eating really sensibly? Because obviously lockdown, you're bored. You just want to like, just stuff your face kind of all the time. So have I, you, what have you been then? I just watch, but I, I, I don't eat healthy, right? Far from it. But there's an app called, uh, God, I'll, I'll do, God, I need to get my phone. It's called My Fitness Pub. Oh, it's My Fitness yep. Pub. And it's just, I just try and keep within my calorie count. Track the calories, try and keep within it, and you're all right. Eddie, Eddie, have I ever seen you at a show? You have, yes, yes. Uh, uh, You you saw me at a show many years ago, and I don't know if you'll remember it. It was in Cumbernauld. In a school? Uh, No, it was community centre. Community centre in Cumbernauld. SWA? It was, yes. Uh, And you were fighting Jackie Polo. Wow. Uh, You were the main event with Jackie Polo. Uh, oh, I remember that. Uh, you remember it? You don't know? Oh, I do. I do remember it. Aye, aye. Because it, it was small, wasn't it? Really, really small. It was really small. It, the audience was pretty, pretty quiet as well. Mm. And it was me and my boy, my boy's pal there. And we are biggest Jackie Polo fans, right? Absolute Jackie Polo Fully dumb stop the guy. He probably hates us. Uh, and at, th- at that show, uh, we had our Jackie Polo signs up. Bro, he came, ripped them up. Ripped oh, them I do remember this. I remember this. Uh, scrunched <laughs> them up and used them as a basketball in this community centre. Brilliant. We're doing the, you're doing a spot where you've, you've got him, you've got Jackie on the ropes and you bring him out and he's dazed and he's confused and you're you're dragging him all around the audience and the kids are all booing at him. Chopping him. Kids are chopping him. Then you go to us. Uh, and this is where I've maybe got to apologise. So you go to us and, and my son says, come on, Jackie, you've got him in the ropes and we're patting him in the back and trying to revive him. Uh, and you mumbled something under your breath, Grado, and it was just, if, if we did, we're naughty boys, that type apologise. It was, but I can't even... What? Mate, I'm a crab bam. People think I'm the, I'm the nicest guy. I'm a piece of shit with stuff like that. I can't take that. You, you do know that I, I come out and see stuff like that and go... Right, I don't like them, man. Why they? I'm the, I'm the good guy. Like I'm, I'm the worst for that. What did I say under my breath? I don't know. My, my boy always thought it was that you said thank you, and I said no. I saw his face. He did not say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. That's funny. I says, what on earth was thank you? But oh, it was, it was a great show, uh, and God. it was like, like, like I said, we've, we've, we've been following Jackie for years, still. Uh, what's Jackie, guy, what's Jackie? Man. What's Jackie up to? Well, it's funny I messaged them at the weekend because a lot of people don't know this. Jackie Polo um, was a physio at Murray Park for a wee while. Right. And Steve is the biggest fucking Celtic fan you'll ever meet in your life. And he, so he walked away with so Jimmy Bell. you messaged Bell. him to wind him up? What? You messaged him to wind him up? I think I said something like, do you know what? We've got to thank everybody for, throughout the other years. For the bottom to the top, for everybody, you know, I'm going... Thank you for being there during, during the dark times. Thank you so much, Jackie. Something like that. Can I, can I say stuff like that to him? But I remember he turned up at one of the SW shows with a big bag of Rangers trackies. And so we, we got Jester to put on. I mean, Jester, who hates football, man. We got him decked out in this Rangers Puma tracks. <laughs> it was funny, man. He looked like an, he looked like an Italian football player, kind of like a sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or we, we saw him at one show so i can't remember what it was but just let's say it was it was an area that probably had more uh st. margaret mary skills than they had kind of politics. Aye, aye. 
uh, and he turned up in a Union Jack singlet. You've never heard so many boos in your life. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Old school. Old school oh, totally. stuff. Totally. So what, que- what questions have you got, Ed? Have you got any questions for us? Well, that, that was my main question, right? I'm going to be useless at this. It was oh, kind of like, so, so what did Grado say to me? You can't remember, Grado? No, if you, if you, I mean, I don't think, I, I, I'd like to believe I never tell you to F you when there's Wayne's there. I'd like. I'd oh, like you wouldn't do that. No, the, nah, the grado of the, the the big pavilion a family bash thing. Family thing. We did chop him. We patted him on the back and tried ah, to revive right. him. Nah, I definitely tell you, fucking. Hold on, now how does patting somebody on the back revive them anyway? Mark, it was just words of encouragement. We're saying, Jackie, you're doing a grand job. Go on, you've got him in the ropes. Go on, get in there, Jackie. Thank God you're not a fucking ambulance man, Eddie. And I have a heart attack and you turn up in my house and you're like, come on, son, we pat in the back. I'd be get about that. I'd be saying, fuck you, do you? So hard. So hard. Oh, God, it makes you miss wrestling. See, hearing wee stories like this, man. Really well, this, is it. this is what it all it's comes really down to. This is the beautiful thing about wrestling is hearing the wee independent stories of people mm-hmm. there with their wains and all that and watching the shows. And it's great. It's like, it's brilliant watching a show in like a community centre or a school hall or like one of these places. It's just a different vibe in it. It's good. Can I, can I butter you up a wee bit though, Gredo? Can I, just a wee bit? But James. So I've just seen your name. Yeah. Right, so we we went to the shows. When Sean was a wee boy, my son, years and years ago, we went to like Mark Busby Centre. Oh, we, there we go. Yep. Uh, uh, so. Uh, so Rob walked there as well. Aye. He would have been backstage. Mm-hmm. Oh, brilliant. Because, uh, well, because, so. We we did the shows. It was the conscience shows, and the magic was there, and Lola, your good self, the Lowlanders. Lowlanders, yeah. So the we, worst we, tag we, team in wrestling fucking history. <laughs> well, we were there the night Team Two K ran. Yeah. They, they were there the night Team Two K wow. Wolfgang and BT Gun. Yeah, Storm. wow, yeah. That was a brilliant night. A fantastic night. And did you and did you get it? Oh no, no. We, sorry, we were just that that, that was kind of start of your kind of journey, right? right? We stopped going for a wee bit because somebody, some get at that or that, that show stole my son's Rey Mysterio pyjama mask. So oh. I'll never let that go. So if you're watching this. <laughs> but do you know what? I love that because I think there was about two folk in the crowd that actually got that because BCW and SW rivalry was, it was really just between the boys. A couple of fans were kind of smartened up to it. However, in the ring, I'm going... This is cool, man. I think this you're being. Cool. I don't think you're being fair there. There was more than like a couple of fans that knew about the. Nah, the you're right. I'm a, you're right. You're People right. People knew it was a thing. You know, it was a thing, and I remember the the, the pops and the excitement when these wee things were happening. I mean, obviously, like the wee Wayne's know that like they were kind of doing the front, ah, and right. they know what was going on. But there was there was people in the know. They were in there, and I mean, we Team Two K, so that was there was people that knew definitely. You went way back. Eddie, oh, you I, I, you've been supporting five. You've been supporting the Scottish wrestling scene for a long time. Oh, I, we watched the Lowlanders, and we still went to shows after that. So we, we really <laughs> have been going for a long time. Fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> Let's leave it there, Eddie. Thanks so oh, much for coming. Day, on. Pleasure. Hopefully, Thanks for having me, guys. Please come back on again, mate. And you can go. Get some. Oh, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, guys. Fingers crossed. Get the wrestling shows. Come back, back on again, Eddie, mate. Right. No worries, man. Good to talk to you, right? See you later, pal. Take care. Thanks, Eddie. You just made the list! Now, lists are everywhere, and they're even on this show as we look at wrestling-related lists every week. Now, you can vote for what you want us to talk about at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. And this week, the two options off the back of the finish in the AEW Revolution main event were 
best match finishes. This is worst match finishes. And of course, with 59% of the vote, it was, of course, the worst match finishes that won it. So another one of these ones that's a really difficult one. Um, I've spoken about this before, this dilemma. The dilemma being um, the, the, the match endings you think of as bad match endings, only the worst match endings. The ones that are the worst match endings are the ones you even remember them. You don't even remember them. So it's a very tricky one. I'm maybe going to need your help here, Gredo, for this because I've got I've got a couple in my head definitely. But what is what have you got in your head for bad bad match endings? Let down match endings. Mm. Wow, it's like I'm looking at what the listeners saying. I've got to disagree with one right away, and I have heard people say it before. However, a lot of folk don't like the, the Austin and Rock for WrestleMania 17 with the chair. I like that ending. I think I did like that. Yeah, I did at the time. I was I was excited by that ending. Um, um, this is one of the ones where I really need to think. But, um, God. Well, let me tell you what I think might be <laughs> the worst match ending, right? Now, do you remember John Moxley fought Bray Wyatt in the the cage in WWE and a, a ghost came? Oh, yeah. The end of that match was a ghost. A ghost came. And there's no point making a list of, like, the worst wrestling matches ever because the worst... Because there's just, there's just one match on that list and that match is the match where a ghost came at the end. There's, there's no other match in the wrestling history where it was like, so what was the finish of that? What was the finish of the main event of the pay-per-view where a ghost came? A ghost came? That was the fucking ending. And that was that was the worst. That was the worst. Uh, yeah, a very white match. What happened? What happened with, with Hogan and Warrior and WCW? Was that not a bit? Uh, what happened with that again? Was there no something there? Am I, no. Am I getting that wrong? Or was it just a jobby match? I can't remember. Um, mm. Anyway, what was the 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 thing me the, the fucking finger poker doom was a, a bit of an ending, right? However, I I don't think that always gets called. That gets called quite a lot, the worst ending ever. But I don't think that was the worst ending ever either. Mm. Got people, got people talking, didn't it? Got people yeah. talking. Let's see what people are saying. Uh, it's too hard, that, isn't it? It's very very hard. Very man. I don't know why they keep voting for these ones. Karate Warrior Two says Sting versus Hogan Starcade '97 is the ultimate and terrible finishes. Uh, then you get Samoa Joe versus Nick, Nick Aldis. I'm not reading this. <laughs> I won't read that. I'm not having it. Kev says Matt Hardy versus Edge at SummerSlam 2005 when Matt Hardy was quickly knocked out by the ring post after we'd been looking forward to them tearing chunks at one another. Uh, Fal- See, that was an accident, though. Falcon says uh, Yokozuna winning the Rumble by kicking out a Randy Savage's pin. Oh, that is it. He chucked him out. Boinged him right out. Yeah, I mean, it's cartoon, isn't it? Paul says Seamus versus Cena at TLC 2009. This is a botch though, right? Cena tries to superplex mm. Seamus through a table. Seamus fell off a top rope. Cena goes through the table, ends up losing a match and title. Crud. Mm-hmm. Botches don't, I don't think they count. Sandy says Reigns versus Strowman at Hell in a Cell where Lesnar broke in, F5'd everybody and left and then the ref stopped the match. I think that cell finish was worse than The Fiend and Rollins. Hey, do you know what was a bad finish to a match? It just fucking happened. It was that one where... Uh, Kevin Owens was fighting uh, Roman Reigns and Roman Reigns was handcuffed to that fucking thing. And, and and Heyman was trying to get that thing unlocked and that excruciating fucking five minutes of like the ending no working. That was a bad ending. 
Alex says Austin versus Rock WrestleMania 17. Nah. DTBM says the Fiend versus Seth Rollins referee stoppage and a hell in a cell where there is allegedly no rules. Mm-hmm. Um, as an argument there. Chris says WCW had loads, but finger point of doom was the worst of the lot. Didn't he watch a lot of WCW after that? Willie says Rey Mysterio versus Sabu at the second one night stand. Stupid wee annoying doctor cunt. Stopping it after one table spot about three <laughs> minutes in. EC dub, EC dub. And Jim says Grado versus Abyss. <laughs> Monsters ball. What was the finisher that much? Oh my God. I don't even remember now. What happened? I don't even remember now, right? I don't even, I don't even remember. I think was it was it no meant to be, Oh man, I don't even know. He must remember working out. But he called. I'm sure he, call, he called. Oh, was he just calling it out there, Abyss? Well, he called the choke slam. No, no, I get that. I get that. I rang. He called. So was he? Was he? he was, was it basically? Ha- was he running the match? Was it Abyss? See, here's the crack. This match, right? Me and him. Me and him rested on our laurels in terms of. We had a match the year before in Bethlehem and we loved it, right? And all the boys loved it. And Abyss had it and he said, we'll just do the same match because nobody saw that. And I'm going, oh, my pal saw it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Right? And it's just like when it, and that day Abyss was in charge. So this is say like a 10 match card. Abyss is the agent for the opener. He's the agent for uh, the main event. The last thing on his mind is legit wrestling me. And so I'm thinking, right, okay, but he's the he's the he's the monster's ball guy. It's his match, Aye. and we literally had like ten minutes before it, and he's like, "What are we doing?" And I was like, "What are we? Would you, what the fuck? What are we doing?" He's like, "What do you want to do?" And I was like, "Nothing." <laughs> <laughs> like, and then it just was just uh, right for the start, man. My jeans, my pre-melt jeans were too tight. I couldn't fucking run in them. It went, I got feet filmed because at one point he tried to choke Sammy for a table on the outside and I gave him the elbow and he went, oh, motherfucker, oh, motherfucker. Oh, I'm going, are you all right? You know what I mean? I'm going, fuck's sake, what are you Oh, motherfucker, that's stiff. Can all that, can I? And then it just, for there, it was just like, oh, man. And then, fuck me. And then I can't even remember Something happened. Was it he rang the bell and I kicked to it? Was it that? I can't even remember. And then he calls a black hole slam. So I feed in for the black hole slam, but then he decides to go for the choke slam. Then he goes for it again. And then when he goes to give me the black hole slam, man, he's fucking knees combust and he just fucking, we just land like a pile of shite in the ring. And I just I was like, oh man. Oh, and then well, he we get back and he's going, great match, dude. And I'm going, oh, I don't know, man. ECF's gone, mommy, watch that. And he says, it's the worst pay per view match he's ever seen in his life. There's no way it's the worst. And then, and then I've told this before, and then at three, <laughs> then at three o'clock in the morning, because Abyss loves looking up the sheets, he's like, <laughs> he texts me, going, you're right, dude. They hated it. I'm done. <laughs> I'm retiring at lockdown next year. <laughs> I'm retiring at lockdown next year, and I'm like, what? <laughs> That's that, man. I'm retiring at lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, oh my god! Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, is, is that the worst match finish you've ever been involved in, or have you had a worst match finish? Probably. Um, well, it's probably been fucking stinkers when you're doing when you're on like kind of shows down in England, but you don't really remember. Nah, mate, what's, mate, what's the best match finish you've been involved in? Come uh, on, tell us that again. One. I tell you three. what, I did love. I tell you what, I did love is the fact that I always done my my kind of 
funny pin, you know, my, my, the, the trip. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like every match where the guy runs in and I turn in, go on my knees and the guy takes the, the bump back, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I was like, I, I loved him when I, when I done it to Johnny Ross for the finish. I fucking loved that because it was just kind of out of nowhere where he had been just batting the fuck at me. And then at the end, he's really, he's gone for it. And then I just sweat and go to two and he takes the bump over and I go, one, two, three. I love that because that was different. Aye, aye. Yeah, I mean, you like that Johnny Moss, of, all that. You enjoyed that finish better than um, the finish with Drew and the Hydro. Well, aye, because I, I, I didn't want to beat him with a wee boot, but anyway. Mm. Did you know when he beat him with a wee boot? No, I don't know. No, I don't think I did. I don't think I did. did you like? It was. I want. I think I originally wanted to beat him. No, right. So although it was cut out, which I was raging it, and I was, I, I felt Drew. I was like, we had, we had another chunk in that match to go that he cut out, and he was like, when you go, man, time, time. I was like, mate, well, no one fucking Sky. You know what I mean? Time. That's a professional, mate. That's it is. Professional. You're right. It is. But I was meant to hit him with his, his, his future shot. Is it future shot? The double arm DVDT? Yeah, yeah. I was meant to hit him with that. And that plays in my mind because I think the place would have went nuts if I gave him that. Great. Well, the fans were wanting to see the wee boot. I know, but you just. <laughs> what are you talking about? I know. I wanted to see the fucking wee boot. Obviously. I know, but I just wanted, I wanted to hit him with that. What did they call it again? Future shot DDT. Future right. shot. I wanted to happen with that. Whether he, ju- I mean, no doubt he was. He probably went into business for himself and thought, "I'm, I'm, I'm going under. I'm, I'm doing the job." Till I said that, I'm not taking my fucking my finish for him. So he probably. So, aye, you're a piece of shit. No, mate. See all that stealing. See all that taking other guys' finish or not that. That's all fucking PlayStation Two. Aye, but it's good fun, and I know that. Nah, it's all fucking. But that's what it's all about, mate. I fucking love all that. See, taking chokes arms and all that. If you finish him... If I'm out the back door, I love it. But hold on, if you finish him with his move, you're putting his fucking move on. I don't mean that would be the finish. I wanted to date him. <laughs> God rest my soul if I wanted to do that. Do you know what I mean? God rest your soul. <laughs> Woo! So we have loads of gear so you can wear a t-shirt while listening to the show. You've sitting there and you get your big nappy and you've filled your nappy and no change your nappy with your big t-shirt on and just smoking on your bong and you can wear it on merch. Designs include the Marcus here with a picture of the wrestling daft belt, wrestling's kid on and the immortal quote for the immortal Hulk Hogan. Good night Hulkamaniacs and jabroni marks without a life that don't know it's a work when you work a work and work yourself into a shoot marks on a t-shirt. Uh, tell them about the classics, Grado. What the classic t-shirt line? Now, let me tell you about the classic line. We're talking, I'm going to take the bump for you. Chips, cheese and done on me and Margaret Arafine. And not only that, we've got hoodies, face masks, phone covers, trucker caps, bum bags and aprons. It's shop.spreadshop.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. So, check out our range at shop.spreadshop.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. Or you can check us out in the socials, Facebook page, Twitter, the full lot at wrestling daft. <laughs> Now, the Beatles sang about the long and winding road, and we're on a trip down that road as two wrestlers as we relay your road stories. You send us your story and we'll read them out. See if you can pop the boys with a great story for your youth, your past. Let's jump in the car. Let's get this car started. Let's go. Oh, some show tonight. You were working a Christian Cage tonight, weren't you? Right. How'd that go? He's a fucking, he's a chip man. Did you see the fireworks going off at the end of that match I was in? Give me oh, a right. fright, a black dude. Black dude. When that Catherine wheel started spinning. 
to do something about that, isn't it? I'm, I'm, I'm mortified for the, mortified for the pennies. Any uh, stories? I'll tell you when I turn I'll tell you when I turned 16, right? Mm-hmm. And I went to Portugal with my mom, dad and my sister, right? Mm. How weird is that when you go on holiday, right? <laughs> I might have asked you for the same tune as me. Mm. At, that, at that time I was staying in Barhead. And... Barhead itself? Barhead, isn't it? Mm. Barhead, where um, the second ever BCW show was held with but the Barbarian. Anyway, that's by the by. Where I, I get among tag team partner Ian Connell. Stays in Barhead. Is he? Aye. We might know that's Lassie, but this Lassie, she was 12 years older than me. Lovely. Lovely. And this night, I spanked a bottle of vodka and went to the beach. Whole bottle. Whole bottle. And boom. The best 10 seconds of my life as I break my virginity. You broke, you broke it. Very And after it, she says, uh, she says, do you fancy going skinny dipping? I says, well, hi, where the fuck no? So I did. She comes out the bar and I look around at my clays, the trainers, the full lot was gone. And my boy that was left was one sand covered trainer sock. So picture this. I'm having to walk the full in for the strip. And I'll be fair, I had my cock in one hand, hiding my ass in the other. Everybody cheering and whistling as they came out the pubs. Rab, I didn't give two fucks, because I just got my, my hole. I had to chat my folks' hotel room, and they knew what had just took place. They knew their son was a man now. <laughs> You know, their naked son with so, on his while he was a man. Or did they think it was uh, the guy who had red hot chili peppers turned up at the door? <laughs> Either way, if you want to send in stories about when you've got your first got your whole batter in, uh, John at WrestlingDaft.com. Sure be will. respectful. There's one minute listening to this show and you're like, I know, I know. Well, you know, you know. We're trying to improve the, the audience. The audience needs to improve. You need to be better. These people. are blue. <clears throat> These are far too blue. They're, they're too, far too blue. They're derogatory. They're going to get us cancelled. Aye, aye. So, nay wanking stories, nay cum. No. <laughs> I don't want to hear cum for the next three weeks. Nay whole part. It's more <laughs> like... Nah. We've got a ban. Cum. We have got a ban on cum for the next three cum weeks. Cum ban. We have a cum There's a national ban. cum ban on wrestling daft. Yep. A cum boycott. Boy cum. We're boycotting cum. Let's call it hashtag boy cum. Boycotting cum. Only for three weeks, though. For three weeks. For right. three weeks. No cum for three weeks. Okay. Uh, if you have a wrestling daft road story, doesn't even have to be any day with wrestling. Just a funny story about your life that's going to pop. Is drop us a DM on Twitter at wrestling daft or on the Facebook page. That's it for wrestling daft. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple or get us in wherever you get your podcast. Mind for more content for the video version of the show. Get on board patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. Check out our merch at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. Our listener of the week, as we said earlier. We announced it much, Andy. much earlier. It's Andy, isn't it? Who said, I will remind you, and this is a beautiful thing beautiful. to take away. He would like to bury all the nasty heels and put over all the friendly baby faces, please. No science to it. No cum. No vulgarity. Just the essence of wrestling boiled down inside Andy's body. No complaining about Bailey's heel turn. 
No. No. It's... Andy's a real man. Andy's a real man. And I tell you what, I really enjoyed having a guy back in the middle age. It's middle age, is that offensive you say guys at 50s middle age? No, that's, that's What a fucking offensive. joyous man that was. If your dad wants to come on and sit in holidays, let him know. Let exactly. Him. It was nice to have a, Get your old a grown man on the show instead of, you know, <laughs> nay harm he is, but some of these are kind of like, kind of virgins in that. <laughs> Good having a grown man on. So, eh... Uh, Thanks so much for that. We'll see you on the next one. Grado, congratulations to the Glasgow Rangers on... And I'm not going to do any of this bullshit about, like, it's not the fucking same team, nor are it. It's all bullshit. Well, Rob, the fans, you're a religious look, man. Football, let me tell you, Grado, football, right? The the, the identity of a club is all about the fucking fans that fall in them. Rob, you, fucking you, fans. you have any idea how much I talk about you with us? And I'm no joking. I, I mention you all the time. I actually mentioned you on Go Radio Lunch, Go Radio on Alexa. We're here till six until ten this morning. It's the boys at Breakfast Crofty and Grado. I always, I always met like anything we need to talk about football. Goes, Radflon says it best. Like it's, it should be embraced the rivalry. Everybody should be able to say who they support, and there should be nobody taking it the wrong way. Nobody no. getting cancelled. It's all no. about rivalry. But it's a hell of an achievement, so um, so congratulations. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, just the only fucking replace the benches, though. That's all I said about it. All right. When I saw one of the benches, I thought, fucking Grado's been doing that. Grado's been doing the bouncy on that with his pals. Grado's been doing the bouncy on that with his pals. Oh, but what? Of course, Grado wasn't doing there. Of course, he wasn't doing Grado's uh, one of the good guys. Was, was right. Um, anyway. Oh, right, this your cell. It's your cell, great. Audio Frontier. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.